It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. There is a way for the Cincinnati Reds to leave the Bronx feeling upbeat. Luis Castillo is the best player available during this trade deadline, and his rumor mill is centered on one team and has an interesting prospect attached to the return. Plus, is it time? Yes, it's time for another all-star take that you're not going to like. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker, who is actually out today. He'll be back tomorrow whenever Lindsey Crosby joins us to talk about some prospects and some draft stuff and who the Reds could get back in a trade for some prospects. But today, we are focused on the Yankees, and we're focused on some Luis Castillo trade rumors, as well as an all-star take you're going to disagree with. Thanks for joining me today on the Lockdown Reds podcast that's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. Like I said today, let's see, the Reds are facing the Yankees in Nobody's giving them a shot. Nobody should give them a shot. There's so many differences that show the just absolute gap in quality of play for both of these two teams. Absolutely different uh, things here. In fact, the stat that I saw that just blew me away, Joel Lookup shared this on Twitter earlier today, said on the Yankees are on pace for 115 wins. That's that's like a reasonable expectation for how they're playing right now. If the Reds were to go undefeated the rest of the season, they'd only win 108 games. Yeah, something that is literally only mathematically possible because of how many games are left in this season. And we're not even talking about plausibility here. There's no chance. There's never a team in Major League Baseball that would go from July 12th to the end of the season without losing a game. That's impossible. So even if it were possible, the Reds still wouldn't win as many games as the Yankees are reasonably on pace to do. That's how much better they are. The Yankees, I mean, real quick, let's run this down because you're going to hear this a lot, but it's worth saying they're first in the Major Leagues 
in hitting as when you compile fan graphs wins above replacement they're number one they're also well above the reds when you're talking about weighted runs created plus at 119 the reds are at 89 and one of the biggest reasons there's two things i mean the yankees are hitting bombs they're they've always been the bronx bombers but they're hitting bombs this year 146 home runs leads the major leagues aaron judge we're gonna see a lot of him he is on pace to insert himself into the yankee pantheon of maris and mantle we're talking 60 bombs possible for aaron judge but even more than that the entire yankees lineup is patient they lead the majors in walk rate they're walking at just over 10 percent of the time they are a patient bunch then when you look at the pitching you're saying well okay they, they hit really well what's their pitching like they're second in major league baseball and pitching absolutely phenomenal on the mound as far as fan graphs cumulative war is concerned they also have the second lowest walk rate so not only do they get on base via walk better than any other lineup in baseball they also give up the second least amount of walks only 2.6 per nine compare that to the reds who are the second worst team at issuing free passes at 3.83 per nine not great and the base on balls department. Plus, when they get on the bases, they're moving. Tyler Stevenson's gonna have his hands full this series because the Yankees have stolen the fifth most bases in Major League Baseball. So get ready to see some highlights. Get ready to see some dudes trying to take second, maybe even take third on Tyler Stevenson. Hopefully we'll see Ty Steed throw them out because dude's got an arm and dude can throw guys out. But the biggest question here is what do the Reds have to do to compete? What does success look like for this Reds ball club against the Yankees? Because let's face it, nobody's giving them a chance. I don't even know that I'm giving them a chance. I, I, I think if the Reds took two out of three from the Yankees in this series, I think we'd have to schedule a party or something. Maybe, I don't know, go down to fretboard or just have a get together and be like, how about them Reds taking three out of three against the Rays and two out of three against the Yankees? Can we stop the season right then? We're not going to be able to because there's going to be a lot more games left, but I just don't see that happening. Can they take one game? Because the Yankees are right there when you look at statistics with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are competing with the Yankees in every category, whether you're talking about hitting, pitching, base running, blah, 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 blah. And the Dodgers absolutely waxed the Reds. We're thankfully done with the Dodgers, but here comes the American League version of the Dodgers who might actually be better than them, the Yankees. So. Is this going to be a painful three-game series, or are we going to see competitive baseball? Something the Reds really did not give us against the Dodgers. A lot of it had to do with the bullpen. As soon as the bullpen came into the ballgame, the Dodgers took over. Wherever the score was, if the Reds were ahead, if the game was tied, or if the Dodgers were up by a couple of runs, the Dodgers immediately got like three or four more runs. Is that going to happen again? Because if that's going to happen again, these are going to be tough to watch. These three games are going to be kind of embarrassing. So what does success look like? I'm not even saying they have to win one for this to be successful. Just be close. Be competitive. Let's look for some moral victories here in New York. And I know that that sounds a little bit pessimistic, but when you're talking about the guy on the mound tonight, Graham Ashcraft is going up against this Yankees lineup. Graham Ashcraft, who just started his major league career, is pitching in Yankee Stadium. 
is pitching in front of a rabid crowd. Anyway, we all know what Yankees fans are like. This is going to be a very hostile environment for a dude who's just trying to figure out Major League Baseball. And then you've got Mike Miner tomorrow night. He's faced him a couple of times, but um, it's not looked good this season. And you have Lapiedra, assuming he's not traded, which we'll get into a little bit, pitching on Thursday. That's going to be a heck of a pitching matchup, too. I believe that's uh, Lapiedra against Nestor Cortez. You got Luis Castillo against Nasty Nestor. That's going to be fun to watch. But there's so much about this series that I'm concerned about because this feels like the Reds have some kind of confidence. I don't know what that looks like whenever you've got the records that the Reds have, but they've built up some sort of confidence over the last week. Is it all going to come crashing down in the most dramatic way possible when they're just flattened by a team that looks like they're destined to win the World Series this year in the New York Yankees? Or are they going to stand and fight? This is that point in the movie that the team sucks and then, and then they're looking themselves in the mirror as they have to face the top of the, of the league and they go, what are we made of here? The Reds are professionals. What does that look like against a professional team that is so much better? than the Reds are. I mean, the Reds are already 20 games back. If you're looking at, which there's not really a composite, um, you know, standings for Major League Baseball, but just for kicks and giggles, they're already like 20 games back of the Yankees here on July 12th. Now, that's ridiculous. What's that mean for this three-game series? Are they just going to lay down? Because that's what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm not saying you got to win X amount of games. I'm not saying you got to score X amount of runs against this Yankees pitching staff. Let's just make this competitive, huh? Let's make this fun to watch. It's, it's going to be tough to see, but you know what? Getting one win, just one win, will be like the biggest amount of success I can think of for this Reds ball club, but I just want to see it be competitive. And you know, when it comes to competition, the Reds are looking for some trades this season to help them be competitive in a couple of years. The trade rumor mill is on fire right now, and Luis Castillo is in the center of it. I'm going to tell you about the latest team that's rumored to be interested in the Reds' ace and the rumored player that the Reds are saying must be included and spoiler alert it's a guy that jeff snyder from locked on dodgers told us he does not want to see in the trade but first today's episode is brought to you by built bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds you've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what your friends built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment that's right coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness I don't know about you but coconut is one of my favorite flavors so stop drooling and listen they're good for you low calorie low sugar high protein and it's all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now and make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast and they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat. Perfect when you've got a craving you need to satisfy your sweet tooth or 
you need a quick, healthy snack. They are an excellent source of protein. Go to Built.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. That's Built.com and the promo code LOCKED15. Thanks again for making Locked On Reds your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. Tomorrow on the podcast, Lindsey Crosby will join Steve and I to talk about how awesome Ellie De La Cruz is. Look at the kind of prospects the Reds can look for in some trades this trade deadline season. And we're going to look ahead at the draft. That's all coming up on tomorrow's Locked On Reds podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed. That way you don't miss anything La Piedra is in the trade rumor mill. He is currently, um, we talked about yesterday that Blue Jays were interested. Now it's the Dodgers. The Dodgers are all over this. And they have a need. They have a great need. In fact, when you're talking about uh, where they stand in the National League against the Mets, how they stand up against the Padres, who have been pretty pesky this season and really stayed with them in the NL West race. But more than that, they've got to be looking at the Yankees and thinking, okay, if we win the National League, what does the World Series look like when we've got injury concerns out the wazoo on our starting rotation? Of course, Dustin May is still dealing with Tommy John surgery. He's not going to be back for a while. He might not even pitch this season for the Dodgers. Walker Bueller was just placed on the 60-day injured list as well. And Andrew Heaney is on the injured list too. So that's a big chunk of the rotation that they're missing. And you're talking about a great first-half performance from Clayton Kershaw. But as we say with Joey Votto all the time, father time is undefeated. And if you're going to expect Clayton Kershaw to continue to roll out there every fifth day and continue to roll out the performances that he has given, which have been phenomenal, I'm not taking away from that, but the fact that he has to continue to do that and then do that in the playoffs, you're going to want to give him some rest. So they need rotation help. Insert Luis Castillo. We talked about this on Locked On Today, Locked On Sports Today, for today's episode, that Luis Castillo is the best available player on the trade market. And that's not even bias because he is the kind of arsenal that can transform a team from a playoff contender to a deep playoff run, maybe even a World Series team, just by having him in the rotation. Plus, the Dodgers have something that the Reds will covet, a deep prospect treasure trove with which to pull from. And for Luis Castillo's sake, the Dodgers have deep pockets, something they can give to him so far as a contract extension. So, Luis Castillo going to be a Dodger? Let's talk about this for a little bit because there are some interesting offers out there that the Dodgers could put together. And what I find most intriguing about all of this is that the Reds understand what they have. Finally, right? This is something we've been worried about this trade deadline season. Does Nick Crawl know how to put together a good trade package? Well, I have some sources that are telling me Bobby Miller, the Dodgers' top trade prospect, and many believe can be a future ace, is rumored to be the starting point for the Reds' negotiations. They said, all right, you want Luis Castillo? Let's talk about Bobby Miller first. And that is a guy that Jeff Snyder told us a couple of weeks ago he doesn't want to see in any trade negotiations whatsoever because he believes he's going to be that valuable for the Dodgers in the future. So I like this. This is good stuff. If the Reds are beginning with the guys that everybody is kind of, I don't know that I want to trade them, that is where they need to start with Luis Castillo because we're talking about one of the best, not, not just this year, but in past years, one of the best available players on the trade market. When he is healthy, La Piedra is a Cy Young candidate. We talked about this ad nauseum. You guys know. 
But when it comes to a playoff run, I've always wanted to see him in a scenario where the Reds were in a seven-game series because I think he can pitch well on three days rest. I think he has the kind of repeatable mechanics and the kind of stuff that are going to just just absolutely give opposing lineups fits in the playoffs. This is the kind of guy that can change the fortunes of any team, especially if you're talking about the L.A. Dodgers. Now, they can really put together an interesting package. And I saw a video on Twitter from our friend Nick Kirby over at Late Night Reds talking about how it could be Andy Pahay's, um the uh, the third baseman guy that everybody's looking for. And now I've completely blanked on his name. Vargas, Miguel Vargas and David Price. Now, part of this would also be the Reds would trade Brandon Drury and they would trade Mike Moustakas while also paying the rest of Moustakas' contract. The whole idea is just to get him off the roster and the Dodgers would then turn around and designate him for assignment immediately. But with all of that, that's kind of interesting to me because you're taking on David Price, who's actually pitched pretty well this season, but that would be a contract off the books for the Dodgers. The interesting part there is what are the Reds really going to pay? But I, I like the idea of the Reds maybe going for not necessarily, you know, because we've seen this in years past when they get Jose Peraza and Scott Shebler and guys who are you know, major league ready, but are they really going to be impact guys? I want the Reds to think like the Rays. We've said that a lot, but in this one instance, I have a very specific example. Do you remember Chris Archer? You probably remember Chris Archer throwing punches as a pirate. Well, before he was throwing punches as a pirate, he was throwing pitches as a Ray, and he was actually a lot better as a Ray. And people like to absolutely just lambaste the pirates for making that trade because they traded away Austin Meadows, who was a bona fide hitter at the time. Everybody knew he was going to be pretty good. And they also traded away Tyler Glass now, who there were some question marks around him because he had a very high walk rate at the time as a pirate. And then a player to be named later who turned out to be Shane Baz, who, you know, his last start against the Reds notwithstanding, he is supposed to be a very good pitcher moving forward. So that trade is a bona fide loss for the Pirates. I'm not going to poo-poo them, though, because I know there's lots of other people that do. I like it when teams go for it at the deadline. It just didn't work out for them in this case. But I want the Reds to get this kind of return. I want the Reds to have, because this was also something that immediately people said, ooh, I think the Pirates kind of made a rough deal here, and I think the Rays won this deal by trading away Chris Archer. I want the Reds to win the deal immediately and in the future. I want the Reds to get back a kind of haul that everybody goes, oh, my God. Gosh, that is exactly what the Reds needed. And let's sure hope the Dodgers or whoever gets Luis Castillo win the pennant this year because the future might hurt a little bit. I want this to be a huge trade for the Reds' future. And I think Nick Kroll understands that, which we had some questions about. Not going to lie. I was looking at this and I'm saying, does Nick Kroll understand the opportunity that he has in front of him? And I think that he does because when you're starting the conversation with Bobby Miller, who I will talk about a little bit more tomorrow with Lindsey Crosby. He can give us an in-depth kind of look at what Bobby Miller could bring to the Reds. But like I said, this is a guy that Jeff Snyder from Lockdown Dodgers said, uh-uh, don't want to trade him. Don't want to give him up. And when he, we even said Andy Pahays, he was like, mm, okay, maybe him and you know somebody in the middle. No, 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 no. When two top prospects, at least 
or a top prospect, a middle prospect, and a major league dude for Luis Castillo because Luis Castillo is the best dude on the market. And I forgot to mention this, the market's thin, baby. The market is thin because Frankie Montes is the only other guy that I would look at and say he's available and he's probably on Castillo's level. I don't even really think that's the case. I think he's like a step below where Castillo is. If you look at their careers, Castillo's had a better career and Montas isn't healthy right now. Now it's kind of the same situation with Tyler Malley where they expect him to be back pretty soon, but Luis Castillo is healthy and ready to go. Nick Craw, go get you a haul. And it sounds like you know what you're doing, which I'm glad to hear because I was a little bit worried about that. I was a little bit worried about that. You know, the rosters have been announced and, and we mentioned, uh, you know, Luis Castillo going to L.A. We'll talk about uh, Luis Castillo going to L.A. for the All-Star game because the rosters have been announced and plans are being made for the All-Star game next Tuesday. But there's something about the All-Star game that irks me. I'm going to tell you what that is coming up next. But first, shout out to Rock Auto for sponsoring today's podcast. Rock Auto has all of the parts that your car will ever need, and they're going to make it easy on you. Next time you need a car part, make sure you get it from rockauto.com because they're going to deliver it right to your door after you purchase it. Plus, they've got reliably low prices. Why spend the upcharge that you're going to get at the brick and mortar store down the road? They're going to charge you up to 30, 50, maybe even 100% more for the same part you can get at rockauto.com. Whether you have a brand new Honda Accord, yeah, a little humble brag there, or you have like a 1960s Skyline or something like that, check it out. They've got parts for you at rockauto.com. They also have the kind of help that you need because if you're like me and you don't necessarily know exactly what you're looking for, they can help you out. People are on hand 24-7 to help you find exactly the part that you need for your car, whether it's a brake pad, a brake light, whether you need a tailpipe, or maybe you need some carpet for your car. They've got it. Check them out. RockAuto.com today. And when you're in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On. Let them know that your pal Jeff and your pal Steve from Locked On Red sent you. That's RockAuto.com. And in the How'd You Hear About Us section, type in Locked On. RockAuto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need at reliably low prices. Make sure that you are following the podcast on Twitter. You can follow it at Locked On Reds. You can also follow me at Jeff Carr with three F's, as my nameplate says down there. And you can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two F's. Excuse me. I had to take a sip of coffee. Also, new announcement here. I've created a Discord server for Locked On Reds. You can get on Discord and look up Locked On Reds Group Therapy. I've also got the link in the description down below for you to join it. Um, you know, we're just going to air our grievances, I guess, a little bit during the games and have some fun while the Reds are playing and who knows what they're going to do against this Yankees side, but we're going to have some fun watching some Reds baseball because that's what baseball is about. It's about having fun. And that is what the All-Star Game is about. I, I don't, I'm not a guy that thinks that people should take the all-star game seriously i understand that it's an entertainment event 
It is something that, and I'm not even sure, I, I'm guessing that there's some sort of contract incentive for players, but it's not really something I think that's built in like NFL contracts have Pro Bowl incentives, NBA contracts have All-Star Game incentives and things like that. I think that baseball contracts focus more on guarantees and have more when it comes to playoffs and World Series and things like that. So there's a lot of just, this is good old-fashioned fun on a Tuesday night sort of thing with the All-Star Game. So when I look at this, I want to see the best players from the first half of that season. I understand that there's sometimes there's going to be some dudes in there that you look at and you're like, he was an all-star. There's a lot of different cases that are like that, but I want their performance to be rewarded. And I'm not even necessarily talking about the idea that Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera are making this year's roster based on their career as a whole, not necessarily what they're doing right now. I'm fine with that. that that's okay. I mean, Albert Pujols is done after this season. He's announced that this is his final year. Miguel Cabrera, I, I haven't seen. Maybe he has said that. I'm not sure. But he is likely done after this season as well. The thing that gets me is that we've turned professional sports into consolation prizes a little bit here. Why does every team get a representative? And I'm saying this as a team that shouldn't have a representative. I love Luis Castillo. He is one of the most talented pitchers in baseball. I've said this. He's a great trade chip. But he was hurt for all of April. You're telling me a guy that's only played two months deserves an all-star nod? You're telling me that, yes, he's had a nice little stretch of games here, but there wasn't another pitcher that deserved it? There wasn't another position player that could have made it. And in fact, we've said before, I would have loved to see Brandon Drury make the All-Star game. I think that he is all right. But I think we also made that argument in the guise of, all right, we know that the Reds are getting a representative. We know that they get to have a player play in this game, or at least be on the roster. I don't understand that. Why are we rewarding bad teams in this case? In fact, I heard this take as well from our friend over at Locked on Tigers, Scott Bentley. He was talking about how Gregory Soto, their closer, made the All-Star game, and it was announced on the same day that he blew a save. It's like, that's kind of irony right there, I think. I don't know why we have to give consolation prizes to professional athletes. This is a case where if a guy deserves it, he should go. If he's had an amazing year and his team sucks, I, I, I get that, and he gets voted in, that's when he should go. It's not a case where I'm looking at because the best dude in any of the voting positions for the Reds, I think was Tyler Stevenson. I think he was fifth at catcher, which means he was nowhere near the finalists position. And, and you can't vote for pitchers. And I understand that, but I don't understand the need to include one player from every team. Yes. This falls in line with, well, it's just for fun. It's just an exhibition and things like that. But I also think that I want to see the best players out there, you know, doing their best work. Luis Castillo is talented. But the only reason he made the team is because the Reds didn't have a representative. I, I, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he made it there. I don't understand why we have to give a representative for each and every team. That's just my take of the day. I'd love to hear your response to that. If you want to drop in the comments or hit us up on Twitter, like I said, at locked on reds or at Jeff Carr with three F's, but I, I just don't get it. I don't understand why every team deserves an all-star because the reds have not played like all-stars this year. So why on earth do we get to have a guy in LA? I think that that should be a point. That should be a pain point for a team in the year they're like we were so bad and our roster was so poorly put together that we could not have an all-star this year 
But no, everybody gets an all-star. And I don't agree with that. I don't. Although I am looking forward to the home run derby and the all-star game. It's just not something that I think every team deserves a rep. Anyway, real quick, before we end, I I saw this, that the Louisville Bats pitching coach has uh, left and gone to USC. And now the Louisville Bats pitching coach will be Elmer Descends. I was just looking for a point to drop Elmer Desen's name in there. Go look up. If you don't know who Elmer Desen's is, 2000, 2001, and 2002, when he pitched for the Reds, especially 2001 and 2002, he was pretty good. He was a pretty good pitcher for the Red Legs. In fact, if uh, you had money on this, you'd lose money because Elmer Desen's had two, four win seasons when you're talking about wins above replacement and i think that was baseball reference calculation i didn't look up fan graphs but according to baseball reference he had two four win seasons tyler malley has only had one four or more it was last year when he had 5.1 according to baseball reference so yeah elmer sins was a pretty good pitcher for a couple of years for the reds whenever they weren't necessarily that good as a team but happy to see that he's getting a nice position there as pitching coach of the louisville bats and that's going to be the way that we end today's podcast thank you so much for watching and for listening to today's lockdown reds podcast coming up tomorrow we are going to talk the future we're going to talk about ellie de la cruz and his awesomeness we're going to talk about what the reds do in the draft and some prospects that they can look forward to in trades with Lindsey Crosby. And speaking of Lindsey Crosby, now that you've made Lockdown Reds your first listen, go make Lockdown MLB Prospects your second listen because he's getting you ready for the draft all across the board, previewing it in every single way and looking at who's next in baseball. Now, that's Lockdown MLB Prospects, just like Lockdown Reds, free and available on all platforms. Thank you so much again, and I will talk to each and every one of you tomorrow because we are Lockdown Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.